Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday, and tonight was Friday Night Smackdown. My lights didn't turn on behind me. Hold on. Give me a second. For some reason, I hit it and they didn't go on. Now they're on. Hopefully, that's not an omen of bad things like things not wanting to work and then things, other things not wanting to work. Whatever. We're good. We're here. We're going to talk about Smackdown, which I thought was a good show. That was a pretty good show, actually, as far as the show flowed really well. The show felt really good. And we got some things announced and set up and whatnot going forward. Now, remember, guys, tonight's SmackDown is a double taping. One show airs on TV, but they're already filming next week's episode of SmackDown as we speak. They're filming next week's episode because they are not going to be filming an episode live next week since they're going to Saudi Arabia. So just a heads up, later on tonight, Actually, pretty soon, spoilers will be out for next week's Friday Night Smackdown. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, App Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Getting a brand new game like Alan Wake 2 or Ghost Runner 2? Maybe getting something older like... Dying Light 2 or The Last of Us Part 1, maybe Spider-Man Remastered? Use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Remember the free games right now. Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, and The Evil Within 2. Next week's free games will be Fist, Forged in Shadows Torch, and then Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Don't know what that one is. Fist I have seen, not played, but seen. That's a pretty interesting game. But... Evil Within 2, go claim that right now. And then put this code in. It doesn't cost you anything. But as far as Friday Night Smackdown does go, Kevin Patrick welcomed everybody into the show. Corey Graves recapped how People Magazine broke the news of John Cena versus Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel. Roman Reigns' music hits, and Reigns began his 1,295-minute entrance. Like, he always just feels like, gosh, that took forever. You're not the Undertaker, bud. So, he comes out. But, Roman was posing on the aisle, and the music of LA Knight hits. So, LA Knight comes out and basically interrupts Roman. Which is interesting, because the Fightful Rundown, I think, had it listed as... Let me see. Where was it? There was something... Roman Reigns is set to interrupt LA Knight's promo. Well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. 
So that was incorrect there. But we did have a contract signing here. This is pretty good. Crowd was hot for LA Knight, as they always are. Knight sat at the proverbial head of the table spot at the table in the ring, which made Paul Heyman pretty angry. Knight said that it was time to sign the deal and make the match. Yeah. SmackDown General Manager Nick Aldis weighed in and welcomed everybody to Friday Night SmackDown. Knight interrupted Aldis and said, let me talk to you. Knight said that the contract said Roman Reigns first will hand over the championship to LA Knight. Yeah. Reigns sat down and said, hello, big boy. Well, when the crowd uh, calmed down, Roman said, hey, idiot, to Knight. Reigns called Knight stupid for just signing the contract, basically saying that he didn't read it. But according to Nick Aldis, he did read it. He's like, I understand you and your councils have all read the contract. And I'm like, okay, so why is he dumb? Just for taking the match? Reigns asked Knight if Knight never actually had a contract signing, let alone a championship match. Reigns said that Knight had no clue what he was doing here. Reigns said that he would take it easy on Knight and go easy on him here. This is his first. Reigns said that he'd be gentle with him and called Knight sweetheart at one point as well. Pen didn't work. Heyman threw it. This is great. And Heyman got another pen that worked and signed the contract. So at first, like, Heyman goes to do something. The pen doesn't work, so he throws it. And then Roman gets a pen, and that pen don't work. So he th gives it to Heyman, and Heyman throws that pen. That was funny. It was very funny. Um, the crowd starts chanting, Roman's scared. Roman's scared. And Aldous took the contract and wished both guys the best of luck. Nick Aldous then goes, well, if everything is signed, my duties here are over. And he gets out of the ring. And he was like, where are you going? This guy's still here. Where are you going? And Roman goes to stand up. And Knight goes, whoa. See where I am? Sitting here? Head of the table? Maybe you should acknowledge me. Knight said that it was sweet of Roman to say he'd be gentle with him. Knight said Reigns is already beat. He's overlooking Knight. And that is what's going to get him beat. Knight said it might be his first. Uh, first time in this position, but it happened, quote, after only a single year. Knight said that he climbed that he climbed fast, and Reigns hasn't known what is doesn't know what's gonna hit him. Knight said the only thing that he needs is one time to get Reigns' title, and he mocked Reigns for his infamous succotash, suffering succotash line. Knight said there was nothing Roman can do to stop him. That wasn't an insult, it was just a fact of life. Knight said that he can't stop being the man they call the Megastar. And Knight led the crowd in his chant, L.A. Knight, yeah! But then Reigns flipped the table in Knight's face over the top rope and out of the ring. Started beating on L.A. Knight before L.A. Knight finally came back. Reigns threw Knight into the post, though. Got another table out from under the ring. Reigns then set the table up inside the ring and tried to punch Knight, but Knight fought back and stomped a mud hole in Reigns until Jim Uso would come out to make the save. Out of nowhere, he starts stomping a mud hole in night. Heyman runs off. Or no, Heyman and Reigns run off. And Jimmy's like, I called the audible. I called the audible. And Roman's like, well, get him then. Jimmy turns around. Knight grabs him. Back body drops straight through the table. So not a good sign for Jimmy. He got Roman out of there. But then he got put through a table. 
good opening segment. I like this, and it built a lot of anticipation for their match the pay-per-view. may not be the best of matches. It's going to be a solid match. It's not going to be like classic banger. But I think it's going to be a pretty good match. We got our first match of the night. This was supposed to be Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar challenging the Street Profits, but they changed it up a little bit to Santos Escobar and Carlito against the Street Profits. Now, interestingly, on WWE's website all day, they had this listed as far as what it read, Rey and Santos, but then the graphic was only Santos and Montez, which we got last week. So I thought, oh, they put the wrong graphic up. But then when you look at it, it's got the on FS1 Tonight logo on there or whatever, verbiage. So I'm like, oh, someone made this new for tonight. What the heck? I don't know exactly what was going on there, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, we have a change for the match after the break. It's Carlito instead of Ray because Carlito wanted some revenge. So Dawkins and Escobar started the match off with Dawkins taking control early. Also, Street Profits had new music. Even though they had new music, they still did their same entrance where they're like, stir the pot. So, I don't know. They haven't fully dropped all the Street Profit babyface mannerisms and things, but yeah. So Escobar got the upper hand early on. After there was a couple athletic moves done by both men, Carlito then tagged in and muscled Dawkins to the mat. Carlito jawed at Lashley, and Dawkins capitalized on it with a series of strikes. Carlito then came back with a standing drop kick, while Ford, uh, with excuse me, with Ford, and Dawkins on the outside. Carlito then took off his shirt and landed a flip on the heels for the show into commercial break. Body guy Lito, body guy Lito. Back from the break, Ford was working over Escobar inside the ring when Escobar tried to fight back. But Ford kicked Escobar and landed a splash for a two count. Ford worked chin lock to slow things down, and Ford hit an enziguri and a step step up into the throat of Escobar. Ford then went back to the rear chin lock. Escobar punched and elbowed his way out of it, but Ford cut Escobar off with a clothesline. Dawkins then tagged in, and the Prophets dropped Escobar face first. Dawkins then ran at Escobar, but Escobar countered with knee strikes to even things out. Carlito then received a hot tag as Ford tagged in. Carlito then took both profits out, complete with a spine buster on Ford for a two. Carlito then set up for a backstabber, but Ford countered into a roll-up and a two. Carlito then came back with a neck breaker, but Dawkins broke up the pin attempt. Escobar then tagged in, and Rey Mysterio was shown watching backstage until Logan Paul would attack Rey. Carlito then ran to the back to help Ray, and as a result, despite a valiant effort, the Prophets did hit the revelation and pin Santos Escobar to pick up the victory. So there we go. Three Prophets get the win. Because Carlito just left his partner high and dry. This mother sucker. So we see Roman Reigns backstage after this. He's backstage with Heyman. Reigns has his title on one side. Then one of the Green Bay Packer belts on the other side. I'm like, who's a Packer fan? Is Roman a Packer fan? Oh. Oh. Anyways. Uh, Heyman said that he's going to give this belt to LA Knight because it's the closest thing Knight's ever going to get. 
closest night or the Green Bay Packers will ever get to becoming champions. I thought that was pretty funny with how the Packers have just not been doing all that great recently. Jimmy Uso showed up and laid on the couch hurt. Jimmy said he ran the play, but it was a, quote, audible and a hot route. Rain said, if they have to handle night tonight. But Jimmy said, hey, I'm on the IR. Until Jimmy said, okay, I'm off it after a weird, like, Roman gave him a weird look and he goes, never mind, I'm off it, I'm off it, I'm off it. Heyman said that he was going to talk to Nick Aldis to make the match between Jimmy and Knight official. Logan Paul was shown backstage. Kathy Kelly caught up to him with a little interview. Paul quickly rambled for a few seconds talking about how there's differences in wrestling and boxing. Boxing's got weight classes. His hand is the size of Ray's head, and maybe that's why there's weight classes and this and that. And then shown standing along a wall was Kevin Owens, who Paul kind of just dismissed. Austin Theory and Grayson Waller were then coming to frame. He confront Kevin Owens for what he said last week, wanting to punch them in the face. He's like, yeah, I'll punch you in the face right here, right now. I can punch both of you at the same time. WWE officials broke it up, kind of. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is like, he looks at Jamie Noble and was like, I can take them. I can take both. I can punch them right now. And Jamie Noble's like, yeah, I bet you can. I bet you can. And then they cut back to LA Knight, or not LA Knight, uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. And they're like, yeah, he's not going to do anything. And then Owens just jumps in out of nowhere. Boom! Knocks them both out with the punch. So... Out of nowhere, punched them both, one shot, he did it. Oh, that was pretty funny. As we move forward, Caleb Braxton interviewed Dragon Lee. Lee said he was happy to be on SmackDown, but he was interrupted by Cedric Alexander. Alexander said that Lee reminded him of himself. Cedric recalled how the crowd once chanted, please assign Cedric. Alexander challenged Lee to a match later on tonight, and Lee accepted. Whew. I was so excited when this match got booked, because I know it's a Triple H show, and so Triple H is going to let those guys go out there and have an NXT-style match, and he did let them go out there and have an NXT-style match that was really, really, really good. Like, this was a great television match. What wasn't all so great, what was just kind of there, was Shotzi versus Chelsea Green. Also, speaking of Chelsea Green, she will be taking on Natty on Monday in a trick-or-street fight. Green attacked Shotzi early on, and Shotzi fought back and choked Green with her leg. Green rolled to the outside, where Shotzi hit a splash on Green. Back in the ring, Green landed in kind of, sort of, Russian leg sweep from the middle rope. Green then got a two off of it. Green landed a missile dropkick at one point for another two count. Green then hit a short arm clothesline and stepped up on Shotzi. Green then ran at Shotzi, but Shotzi pulled down the ropes, and Green went onto the apron. From the other two, went into the corner and onto the middle rope. This resulted in Green throwing Shotzi down face first onto the canvas. Green then posed a little too long, which made Shotzi roll Green up and pick up the victory. So yeah, kind of a lame duck match. Not all that great. Nothing to call home about. It was just meh. Then we had John Cena, as Santino Morello would say. Oh, John Cena. John Cena comes out. Talking about his upcoming match at Crown Jewel with Solo Sokoa. Cena fired up the crowd by saying, This is what SmackDown sounds like from a sold-out crowd in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He did it with more oomph than I did. I'm not going to yell like he did. 
Tina said that there was a special energy in the building tonight. Tina said that the energy for him was a little different because the energy was serious. Tina said that he's had a lot of serious moments in his career, but it hasn't been this serious in a while. Tina said for more than 20 years, he and the fans have shared, quote, this. Didn't say what this was, though. I don't know what this is. He just said this. I don't know if it's moments in the ring. I don't, I don't know. Tina talked about how the fans have given him their respect. Tina said that he felt that he was in jeopardy of losing the fans' support and respect with how many times he's lost. Tina himself couldn't help but laugh at the notion because, my God, let's not pretend like those fans have always been on his side. And if there was ever a time they'd be on his side in recent years, well, it would be now. Crowd then chants for Cena, you still got it. And Cena responds with, what if I don't? Cena said, if he doesn't deliver soon, he'll, quote, lose this. Again, still no clue what this is. Maybe it's the connection with the fans. I don't know. Cena said that he wanted to keep the ride going as long as he could. And there was only one thing left to do at Crown Jewel, and that was to win against Solo Sokoa. Cena said Crown Jewel will be both must-see and must-win. Cena said that he knows it takes guts to provide and promise a victory. But Cena said that the time is now to deliver. And then on cue out would come Paul Heyman. Heyman came down and said he's loyal to the truth. And he assured Cena that he was out here with respect. Crowd chance you suck at Heyman. Heyman entered the ring after Cena, or after asking Cena, if he was allowed to do so. Heyman extended his hand for a handshake. Cena shook Heyman's hand, and Heyman noted how it was a sold-out crowd. Heyman actually said, quote, Thank you for the house, which got a pop from me. I like that one because he's telling Cena, you know, we sold out because uh, you're on the show. Heyman said, it started when Vince McMahon turned to Heyman 21 years ago. And Heyman said Cena was Heyman's first pick. Oh, Heyman said Cena was Heyman's first pick. Heyman said he raised his kids to be more like Cena than himself. Heyman told Cena, Roman Reigns provided Cena isn't the greatest of all time in the ring anymore. Approved, I mean, not provided. Heyman followed this up by saying Cena is the greatest at communication in history of WWE. Heyman said Cena was bond. Oh, has a bond with the fans. Heyman could never have because Cena can talk in a way nobody else can use their words. Heyman said that Cena... Could have been Heyman until he, quote, pissed off the bloodline. Because of that, the order has come from the top to take Cena out. Heyman said when Solo hits Cena with a spike, Cena won't be able to talk anymore. Heyman said the bloodline will take Cena away from his WWE universe. Heyman mocked Cena for saying that he has to win at Crown Jewel. Heyman said the one match left for Cena is must win, and he can't win. Heyman said that wasn't a prediction, and before he could say it was a spoiler... Solo would attack Cena from behind. Solo Sokoa would plant Cena and set her for the spike, which Solo did hit. The segment then ended with Sokoa and Heyman standing tall and walking back to the back. So there we go. Good overall segment, I will say. I felt it went a little long. Like, it started to get a little bit like, nah, are we done yet? But it, it like just barely got to that point for me. LA Knight was then shown backstage, and Knight... 
basically was saying that, oh, yeah, I accept the challenge of that Jimmy Uso. And then moving forward, we had an eight-minute match. It was Dragon Lee and Cedric Alexander. And man, can Cedric still go. Like, I didn't have any doubts, but we haven't been able to see him actually go and have a match like this on WWE television in so long that he almost gives you doubts of, oh, is this just going to be a squash win for Dragon Lee? No. No. Cedric got to look like an equal to Dragon Lee in this match. Fifth match rocked. This was very good. Half of it took place during commercials, but for what we saw, it was good. Both guys countered each other's best attempts early on to take control, and it resulted in a face-off about 40 seconds into the match. Alexander worked Lee's arms until the two got back to their feet, and Lee worked Alexander's knee. That was short-lived, though, because Alexander came right back with an arm drag. Alexander landed a chop, and Lee returned the favor. The two then went back and forth with some chops with the two of them on the apron. Lee hit her running knee, but Alexander responded by slamming Lee onto the apron as the show went to a commercial break. When the show returned, Alexander hit a wild-looking Mishinoku driver and got a two off of it. Lee was on the apron, and the two battled on the top rope. The end of the match resulted with a high double stomp from Lee on Alexander. Lee landed a hell of a sit-out powerbomb for a good near fall. Alexander then tried a, a slam on Lee, but that all was not enough. Pin attempts galore. Lee hit what I think was supposed to be his finisher, which was kind of like an inverted DDT, and picked up the victory. After the match, the two shook hands, and Alexander raised Dragon Lee's hand. Give me more Cedric Alexander on television. This guy is so good. I need more. Put this guy in NXT and have him fight, fight for that North America title. Like, do it. Do it. I want to see that. We then had Bianca Belair. And if I'm going to be honest, this is nothing special. This is a very basic by the numbers promo segment. Belair said that she was excited to be back on SmackDown. Belair said that she was getting, she was just getting started because while she was away, she only had one thing on her mind. From there, she threw to a video package of her being attacked by damage control backstage two months ago. Belair said it hurt to watch that. Belair said that for the first time, she was out and she sat at home with nothing but her thoughts. Belair said that she thought about how she could make damage control pain. Belair said that she couldn't let it go. Belair said that for the first time in her life, she was consumed with revenge and vengeance. Blair said that she had a plan, and that plan was taken to Nick Aldis earlier today. As a result, it was official next week. Her and Bailey will have a match. But first, Eo Sky will take on or actually, but first she needs to announce that Eo Sky will challenge will defend the women's championship against her at Crown Jewel. So we're getting two women's title matches at Crown Jewel, which is interesting. Blair said that she will take out damage control one by one before she reclaims her title, and she slammed the microphone down. Well, she doesn't have to worry about taking out Dakota. Dakota can't do anything physical because she's still got the knee injury even though she's there every week. But yeah, next week it is Bailey versus uh, Bianca, and then at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, Bianca will challenge for the belt, the WWE Women's title. Also, speaking of next week, we're going to have a weigh-in with Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul. That then led us to our 13 and a half minute main event, LA Knight, yeah, against Jimmy Uso. 
Early on, the two kind of jaw-jacked at one another before the match started. They then locked up. Jimmy knocked Knight down and posed a bit. Jimmy went for a cheap shot, but Knight countered with a running elbow and a suplex for a two. Knight worked Jimmy's arm and jawed at him for a while. Knight then hit the ropes and kicked Jimmy before landing a series of drop kicks to Uso's head. With Knight on the apron, Jimmy took back control with a snap suplex. From there, the show went to its final commercial break. Back from the break, Jimmy landed an uppercut that slowed everything down. Jimmy hit a hip attack on Knight, who was perched in the corner. Jimmy went for another, but Knight countered with the clothesline. After fighting back and forth, Jimmy ran at Knight with, uh, and then ran into the ring post. Jimmy at one point landed a chop on Knight, but Knight came back with chops of his own. Knight then hit a reverse DDT to try and gain some advantage. Knight landed a combination of moves, which included a Russian leg sweep and a DDT for a near fall. Knight stomped on Jimmy and ran at Jimmy, but Jimmy rolled to the outside. And then uh, Knight went out there. Knight slammed Jimmy's head on the commentary table. And every time he would hit him on the table, the crowd would go, yeah. It was like, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. I like that. Back in the ring, Knight came off the top, but missed, and Jimmy hit a Samoan drop for a two. The crowd launched into a This Is Awesome chant. Jimmy went to the top rope, but Knight cut him off. Jimmy then fought him off and hit the Uso splash for a good near fall. Jimmy went back and forth to the top, but Knight cut him off and landed a superplex. This then uh, led to Knight hitting the BFT and picking up the victory. So with that... LA Knight does get the win, but then afterwards, Roman comes out, and the two, two fight. Roman tries to attack him, but LA Knight sidesteps. He then hits the BFT on Roman, and that's when Corey Graves says, hey, if Knight can hit that at Crown Jewel, we're going to have a new WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. So Roman sold the hell out of this. Knight yelled at Roman to close the show, and that is what we got tonight on SmackDown. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. I thought a pretty good show. Wouldn't call it great or anything, but that was a really good, solid episode of SmackDown. With that, you guys know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Also remember, in a little bit after this podcast, Head over to twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy as I will be over there playing more UFC 5. We played about five hours of that game last night on stream, and I really liked it. Right now, if you have EA Play, you get a free 10-hour included, because not free, you're already paying $5 a month for EA Play, but you get a 10-hour trial of UFC 5 before you pay $70 for the game. I'm on the fence. The trial, uh, so say this is the fence. When I started, I was like, eh, I might want to get this game. I don't know. I was like down here. Now, because I played so much of the game and was like having such a good time, I'm in line with the fence to where I actually might be, you know, a little up here now to where I might buy this game. I might buy UFC 5 because I had such a good time with it on stream last night. So if you want to see any of that, I will have uh, our full... First impressions gameplay up tomorrow, uh, youtube.com forward slash Timmy Buddy. You can already go see it on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. And then we're going to be streaming more of UFC 5 tonight as well. 
But as far as what you guys thought of tonight's Friday Night SmackDown, we got the polls right here. No one's voting on that Twitch poll. Okay. As far as the Twitter poll does go, the X poll, 78% liked the show, 14% didn't like it, and 7% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 74% liked the show, 21% thought it was just all right, and 5% didn't like it. Some of the commenters said, Every week, I love SmackDown. This is better than last week, 6 out of 10. This person says, I liked it. This is not the strongest episode, but it was good, 7 out of 10. I feel the same way. Not the strongest, but it was still really good. And this person says, FS1 is such a terrible channel. Can't wait for SmackDown to leave it. What are you talking about? Leave it. They're on it for one week. Also, what's wrong with FS1? I watch FS1 all the time. All the time. And never have problems. I don't know what your dealio is. FS1's a terrible channel. How? How? Better than a lot of networks. I'll say that for sure. As far as the YouTube live poll does go. Let me refresh this because for some reason the poll is not showing for me. Come on. There we go. 69% liked the show. 22% thought it was just all right. And 9% didn't like SmackDown. So with that... That is everything that did take place tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. Remember, in just a little bit, I will be live twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy. So go over there now and hit that follow button and turn on notifications so you know when we do go live so we can play some more UFC 5 tonight. Also, if you have the game, if you have UFC 5, let's jump into some online fights and fight each other as well. I'm down. I'm game. Let's do it. Do it, that, guys. See you guys in a little bit. See you guys later. Have a good night. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.